Welcome to Explore the PNW. Join us as we travel throughout the beautiful Pacific Northwest and beyond. This is your host, Joel and Debbie. Howdy, Deb. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Well, We're going to try to squeeze in a podcast today. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is good. I'm just taking, getting my notes ready. Okay. A little prep. Yeah. Talking a little bit about Canyonlands, mountain biking. Moab. Moab. The whole, whole thing. Not the whole enchilada though. We didn't do that. No, we didn't. I was, that's too scary. Too scary for Debbie. Too scary. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's one of the things I was going to touch on is, you know, for serious mountain bikers, quote unquote, you know, there's all the named trails, the whole enchilada, the porcupine rim, on and on and on. But, you know, the nice thing about the area is there's lots of levels mm-hmm. from beginner to beginner, super beginner trails to advanced beginner, intermediate, everything in between. Right. And so I thought we did a good job of starting out easy, getting you kind of prepped for riding on slick rock mm-hmm. and then kind of built as you as you felt more comfortable we rode a little bit harder trails yeah i i i will say it is kind of funny when you're in moab because um when i would get recommendations for you know places to ride i went to i don't know it was some smoothie or coffee shop or whatever and i was asking you know what are some you know kind of beginner, maybe advanced beginner rides. And this lady said, well, one of the things we're going to talk about is bar M. And she said, you know, there's the, I think it's lazy to, let me just pull this up. Yeah, What is it? Lazy E to. Yeah. It's easy to lazy. And then you come back mm-hmm. and it, it was kind of funny. She's like, well, my five-year-old rides that with us. And I was like, okay, well that must be really easy. So a five-year-old in Moab on a mountain bike is very different than a five-year-old just on a regular bike anywhere else. Exactly. So it's definitely a inherent skill. Yeah. Increase. Cause I was like, uh, there's plenty of rocks here. There's plenty of like climbing and everything mm-hmm. at, at that bar. It, I mean, super, super fun, but it was just really funny to be like, Oh yeah, my five-year-old does this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Moab five-year-old is a little different. Yeah, exactly. My five-year-old that's sponsored by Fox race. <laughs> right. <laughs> just rips. True. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So I believe we started actually though at Klondike Bluff. Yeah. So that was a perfect introduction. There's, um, you know, we started out, I can't remember. Do you remember the name of the trail? I have the little map in front of me. Perfect. So we started out, I know we ended up on Dino Flow. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to kind, kind of, of did the one that out. paralleled the, the, the rock face mm-hmm. on the south side of kind of the riding area. Yeah, maybe I'll hand this to you. I'll take a peek here at the. So I know we map. came back on Dino Flow, and that was pretty fun because that was more slick rock. That was more. Yeah, so we started at um, Kilcoot Pass, okay. Agate Loops, Jasper Loop. Then we took Jurassic. Okay. And then we took Jurassic down to, I want to say, yeah, to then kind of. Dinoflow 
was the one that we took back. Yeah, which was funny because um, Dataflow was a little bit longer, plus we got turned around. So we ended up going to the other parking lot and then having to turn around so we would go back to our parking lot. Um, but yeah, the, it ended up being a pretty long bike ride. Like I yeah, don't I usually... Yeah, probably did like 12 Yeah, plus. 12 miles. That's what my watch said. And I was surprised because I don't usually ride 12 miles mountain biking. Um, I do, you know, 20 something for on a road bike, but not on a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And beautiful trails. Yeah. So many wildflowers and flowering cactus and. Oh, right. Those were amazing. Um, that was the windy day though. So, yep. <laughs> so getting back to our car was kind of funny. one, one of the windy days. Mm-hmm. I think the windy day that we rode, I think the other super windy day we hiked. Yeah. So yeah, and, when you go to Utah, be prepared for, for anything weather-wise for sure. Um, but yeah, so super fun. And then, yeah. So then the next day or the next time we rode, we did bar M mm-hmm. that was a super fun trail system. Yeah. Like the easy E to lazy E or vice mm-hmm. versa. It there and it's, it's a one way riding yeah. on those. So it's very self-explanatory of where to go. Mm-hmm. So that was super fun uh, until the mishap. The mishap wasn't that on. No, that was on Klondike. Oh, was that on Klondike? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the first day. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Got bit by a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Little, what was it? A blue healer. Blue healer. Yeah. Just trying to get you back to the herd. I guess. I guess. Just, I, just I nipped looked. your little ankle. Yep. He's just like, nope, you can't leave. I know. Mountain bikers all have to stay in this one <laughs> right. little section. Right. Wanted you to stay with the families. He's like, come back here. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't funny. Not at the time. Nope. But that, I'll teach you to be a good Samaritan. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, yeah, that healed. was the first day cause we were yeah. on Dino flow and I just remember because it was super windy and we're trying to get back to the, Oh yeah. So they were waiting for us. Yeah, they were. I think that was the right one. Maybe it was bar M. I think it was bar M honestly. Cause remember we came up through that S curve kind of, there was that little technical section, the F S curve, and then kind of, they passed us there. Or I can't remember. But anyway, so we came up on this family who was having bike issues. Mm-hmm. And so because I try to be nice when I'm out mountain biking and I have tools with me, I was like, oh, that's all good. I'll stop, take off my pack and get out my tools. And the next thing I know, little yep, dog yep. came up and nipped me right in the ankle. I would say more of a nip, more than just a nip. He drew blood. Yeah. And yeah. so then I was like, um, me and my tool are going to go somewhere else. So... They had some little kids with them, so I didn't want to say any bad words. Yeah. But my head was full of them. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Anyway, it was all good. We It, it was fine. Well, it worked out fine. I don't have rabies. No. So that's it, good. At least we <laughs> saw that it was an entire family and the dog was, it wasn't well trained, but it wasn't a, it wasn't just a wild dog out there. <laughs> right. The wild dogs right. of, of Moab. Right. Uh, yeah. Part of that uh, coyote or whatever those, whatever I heard howling that one night. Yeah. I don't think they have wolves in Moab. So I don't think it had so. to have been coyotes. Probably. Yapping at each other back and forth for the oh. canyon that one night that you I, slept through. I slept through everything. Probably was wise. <laughs> yeah. At least we're on our tent on top. So yeah, exactly. quite as nervous. 
Yeah. I think they'd have a hard time going up the, uh, the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're super hungry. I don't think that we're, we're the most interesting things out there. Probably not. So, yeah. So then we also rode at Dead Horse Point. Right. And it's called the Intrepid, I think, system is what I just looked up on, on my notes from when we were there. Nice. So you parked there um, at the visitor center mm-hmm. and the trail is on kind of the back corner. There's a little sign with a kiosk and there's actually like a, a bike maintenance mm-hmm. area set up right there. Uh, but the, that bike maintenance actually deflated your tire instead of adding air. Well, yeah, but it was cool that it was there. They had yeah. a bunch of tools and stuff. I will say that that is also pretty much the only e-bike approved trail system in Moab. Yeah, Moab, Moab, Moab <laughs> has gotten very e-bike not friendly. Disfriendly. Disfriendly. Yeah, I think when e-bikes were first coming up, it was kind of a look the other way grumble, grumble as an e-bike past you, but now it's, it's no, no e-bikes. They're very. I, and you know, we talked a little bit about this when we were there. I think some of it has to do with how many different types of e-bikes, like it can be pedal assist. It can be the ones that you buy at Costco that are maybe more designed for the road. Yeah. I mean, or the neighborhood or yeah. ones that are more than pedal assist. And so they, I think they just have a hard time monitoring all of that. So they're just like, no e-bikes, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but I, I, I don't agree with that because I really like seeing anybody in their seventies on an e-bike and they're still exercising and they're out there because they can. And so I'm a huge supporter of e-bikes Yes. Down the road, I will probably get one, (laughs) but right now I'm fine on my bike. Yes. Yeah. It is a catch 22. Mm -hmm. And I I understand the slippery slope of if you allow e-bikes, then, you know, like how how does that differentiate between a small motocross bike, blah, 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 blah. I I get the whole argument, but like you were saying, I think that it opens up recreation to people who just wouldn't get out there normally. And but I can also see that you could in an area like that, maybe get in over your head because the bike maybe will get you up stuff mm-hmm. that your skill level wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And so then maybe people are crashing and then they're being rescued and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it, you know, yeah. there's this whole myriad of things, but I think that, um, you know, it's not unlike the, when snowboards, Came to ski resorts back in the whatever, and they there was like a no way, you know, mm-hmm. they wouldn't, they were banned, and you know now you go and it's you know maybe more snowboards now than skiers. Yeah, it's a whole different podcast. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think the correlation is so. I think that there will be, you know, it's it's just a matter of time. The manufacturers yeah. are definitely behind the the e bike. Um, yeah. trend. And so as, as they make them more affordable, lighter weight, longer capacity batteries, they're, they're not going anywhere. It's true. It's true. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not against them. I really like seeing, you know, some, some families. I mean, we definitely saw e-bikes on the trail, 
you know, even though they weren't supposed to be there, there were some people and I know that they were in their like late sixties, early Mm seventies, their kids were writing, their grandchildren were writing and they were writing along with them. I thought that was awesome. I don't think you should keep those people off the trail. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's anytime you can see, you know, three generations out recreating together. Right. Like sign me up for that. I know. So I, I totally get it. But then we also know other people who have e-bikes and like you were saying, they're, oh, how can I fly by other people and be super cool? And so- Perceived that they're super cool. (laughs) Right. So I I get that and it is a slippery slope, but there's also people who are just uber fit and they're flying by me too. So I don't know. There you go. Like you. Wait, come on. I don't fly by anybody. You could, but- I could, but I'm respectful. Right. Well, and you're with me, so you kind of hold back. It's all good. It's out. It's about having fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the riding there at Dead Horse Point was super fun. Intrepid. Yeah, we did Intrepid, and we did Raven something, and we. I mean, there's a whole system there. Um, I think the maps suggest that you do it uh, clockwise. I don't know. We had people going both ways. Yeah, but I think to maximize it. Oh. Um, and the one thing I'll say there is. This is not a trail to just like zip by the view spots. Oh, so beautiful. It's the views there were amazing. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely a get your exercise. But like if it says there's a view or there's a little trail that goes off the main trail, definitely take it. It was <laughs> my, just amazing, really beautiful. My favorite was the the couple that we passed that the husband was on a regular bike and had, you know, pads on and everything like that. But then the mom was on a mountain bike, but she was pulling behind her the a burly. Yeah, a burly with a kid, and I was like, Two, I think. "No, was, just one." Just one. There's just one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she eventually turned around because they were not going to get through the entire trail system. Yeah, it gets more technical the further, yeah. the deeper you get into it. But we were still pretty impressed that she was pulling this. Yeah, I know. Burly. It makes me, you know, it is one of those things when you're like, okay, she's like, I think. It's, <laughs> like a hardtail, like an older steel hardtail bike pulling a burly. And yeah, we're all like padded out with our nice bikes. And it's just like, mm, okay, <laughs> we better not walk anything today. <laughs> yeah, so. it was, it was, um, that was funny, but that the rest, the trail system was great. And we had been there 12 years earlier and I'd crashed multiple times. So I made it through the whole trail system mm-hmm. and your skills didn't, have, didn't have any problems. Yep. Your skills have improved. Um, the other nice thing is, so when we get there, we got there, we found a park, we found a camp spot. Oh, right. So uh, beautiful. They're at the, at the state park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we got the last one they had. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And it's a great campground. I mean, it's really pretty, really nice. Well maintained. The spots yeah. aren't right on top of each other. I didn't feel. Right. And, um, yeah, it was just cool to luck into a camp spot. Yeah. That kind of seemed like the theme of this trip. Right. Is kind of that like, oh, let's go camp at spots that are very hard to get a camp spot at. But, you know, sometimes people just don't show up or they cancel last minute and mm-hmm. then you can get lucky and you can get their spot. Well, and I think that's what you know about camping long enough is that, you know, don't let in some ways not having a campsite stop you from going to a national park. Right. Well, and also ignore sometimes the campsite full sign. 
Yeah. Because that happened to us a couple times on this trip that it said campsite full. We went and took a chance and. They had a cancellation. So, and that's not going to happen all the time, but you know, we've been to Yosemite how many times without reservations. I mean, we had to move a bunch of times and we had to move this time. You just have to be flexible and be willing to put your tent up and down, but we already have to do that anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's attached to our truck. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, a wonderful camp spot, mountain biking spot. And then there's a really cool overlook Mm -hmm. that we went to for sunset. Um, that was really interesting that arches and canyons are very close, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the scheme of things in the desert, right? Could not be any more different. No, no. Canyonlands is, is, is so much like a little Grand Canyon. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. You are actually going to go there pretty soon, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the Green River and the Colorado River, I believe mm-hmm. they carved through this. So, you know, everything at Canyonlands is, you know, kind of those plateau, I think they're called, mm-hmm. um, where the river, yeah, has woven through there for however many zillion years. Right. And, uh, but everything is kind of below you. Right. And in arches, everything is above you. Right. It's the hoodoos, all that. I think that's the arch, what they're called. Yeah. And yeah. The arches and, and also, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just really interesting that they're so close, but the national parks could not be any different. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's just really interesting. Just like the, your perception that at one, you're kind of looking down at stuff, unless you go down the trail, mm-hmm. you know, way down the trail, um, which we didn't do, but you can take a Jeep or your four wheel drive right down by the river. I think, um, where in arches, yeah, everything's, you know, everything's up in there and everything is down. It was, you know, I thought it's interesting. Yeah. Personally. Um, both pretty, you know, super pretty in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Canyon's land, Canyonlands is kind of where the tourist spots are, I feel like are less than what they are in arches. Yeah, I think it's because it takes a little bit longer to get in there. Plus, you, you know, when we were there, there's, I think, like two or three entrances and you can't yeah, get they're not connected. Yeah. Yeah, they're not connected. So I think you don't see as many people. There are a lot of, I think, backpacking or off roading. A lot of off roading. Yeah, lots of off roading. So it is just different because there's not really, there's a little bit of off roading. I mean, we saw the trails and stuff like that in arches, but there's a lot more off roading in Canyonlands. Yeah, definitely. And if you go through town, it's very obvious. Yeah. Everybody's got a Jeep and or, you know, what are they, ATV? Oh my gosh, I so wanted to try this. Kind of thing. Yeah, we tried at that one and they. We just got there too late. I guess. Yeah. And then there was the Hummer trail thing. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to go into Canyonlands and like drive around. Right. Not be driven around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, but yes, lots to do, Mm -hmm. but wonderful mountain biking. And um, so, yeah, if you go there, definitely. I don't think that you would get the full Moab experience if you're just going to go through there and do it like a one or two day and kind of, I've been to Moab. I've crossed it off my bucket list. You know, like it's, it, there's a lot to do. There is, a, there is a lot to do. And, um, we just skimmed the surface and we were there like a week. Right. But I will say that you, 
you can definitely see the difference of people who just got there and people who have been there a week because the level, sunburn. the the sunburn <laughs> and the level of exhaustion, because people try to do so much like we did and fit it all in pretty tired by the end. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And we had some good food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We lot. did go into town and a little bit, have yeah. some, some good restaurants. Um, we were well, there for Cinco de Mayo. We were there for Cinco de Mayo. We got into a restaurant just before everybody else did. So that oh, was good. When we left, the line was oh, so, crazy. so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. And it was going to be really long because it was taking, it took a minute to our food. Oh my gosh, that our food. food was good, but. It was like 45 minutes just to get our food. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so if you're waiting in line for an hour, then it's going to take 45 minutes to get your food. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Good thing for chips and salsa. Yeah. Delicious chips and salsa. Yes. Indeed. Well, on that note. Okay. Eat more chips and salsa, Deb. I won't complain. Mm, Me either. Matter of fact, I'm ready for lunch. Okay. All right. Well, until next time. Great. Talk to you later. Bye.